Season 2, Episode 15. It's the hero's journey of comics. Is this the adventure you've planned for me? Braving the winding road of geekdom. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. Sharing our advice. We believe that his example could inspire. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And exposing our mistakes. This is all going to end badly. Everybody has an agenda. Welcome to the Show Me Comicast. And you're listening to the Show Me Comicast. I'm Tim Pickerel, digital media producer for Show Me Comics. And I'm Jordan Taylor, and uh, my day job is destroying my life. So probably calling myself a writer would be a complete crock. So I will just call myself a podcaster for this episode. How about th- how about them apples? You I like spoke- apples? I love apples. How do you like them apples? It's a Goodwill Hunting reference. I know. <laughs> You're supposed to respond. All right. No more quoting Goodwill Hunting. But we are going to talk about another pop culture phenomenon, even though I wouldn't call Goodwill Hunting a pop culture phenomenon. No, probably not. Uh, I would call it a Ben Affleck Matt Damon phenomenon. Um, but we're going to talk about something that wipes the floor with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. So... We've talked before about how uh, writers have trouble generating ideas sometimes. They need to get out of their element and experience life a little bit. You know, go out and uh, try something new. Mm-hmm. In a past episode of in this series called Show Me Comics Out of Our Element, we talked to pony expert... Tony the Brony Heeman about My Little Pony because, quite frankly, that falls into the area of comics and pop culture, but we didn't know anything about it. Still but might be my favorite episode that we've done. <laughs> you Until this one. And then, well, minus the Goodwill Hunting reference. <laughs> That'll sink the ship pretty fast. But what we're going to do is get you into an area that's still comics related and still pop culture related, but that you might not necessarily be aware of. So if you are a fan of the topic we're going to bring up, good. You'll like to listen to it and write us nasty emails afterwards. If you're not, you'll be just like Tim and I, who we don't have anything against what we're about to talk about, but we're not completely immersed in it. So we are about to be drug... Out of our element by Walking Dead superfan Christopher Nays. Hey, how's it going? This pod shall be cast. All right. So, <laughs> we are talking about The Walking Dead, which is why we've got Walking Dead superfan here. Uh, the, I This episode could get really out of control because The Walking Dead is hugely popular these days. Why is that? We're about to find out, so why don't you stop jumping the gun? Oh. And, don't interrupt him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, be back here, then. But to, in order for it to knock it out of control, I'd like to split it in two halves. I'd like to talk about it just as a comic book first, and then we'll transition and go into talking about just the TV show. Does that work for you, Superfan? Sounds fan? good, yeah. All right. Protocon, put ten minutes on the clock. 
Oh, I forgot. Protocon's not here. <laughs> He's getting maintenance done. Oh, I thought he was on vacation or something, maybe. Well, that guy doesn't get a vacation. <laughs> Robots don't. <laughs> he should consider his maintenance a vacation. I'll tell you that much. So we will start and try to talk for about 10 minutes about the comic and then about 10 minutes about the TV show. Sound good? Yeah. That All right. For me. So try to give us a high-level overview as a Walking Dead super fan. What's so great about the comic compared to if Sam were here, our artist, he would be saying, it's not Marvel, it's not DC. So Yeah, that's true. It's not either of those things. Yeah, so <laughs> for the, the average superhero fan, why should they care about paranormal comics? Well, um, I don't... I think that the main character of Walking Dead would appeal to superhero fans because he's... He is an action hero kind of character, you know. Who is the main character? Rick Grimes is the main character. He's a father. His son is also a character in the um, in the comic book. And he's always concerned with his son, his wife. You know, he's protecting his family. So you he's, said he's kind of like an action hero. What was his profession? Uh, he was a cop. So he's a man's man. He's a man's man. You know, the story begins with him talking to his partner, you know. There's a there's a gunfight. He goes into the hospital after being shot. And he wakes up after the zombie apocalypse. You know what I think is really interesting about what you said before we move in on to the apocalypse, though, is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's where I think The Walking Dead, immediately you can see a separation uh, so Rick being the main character and being a very man's man, action hero type of guy as far as his actions and his profession, but immediately I noticed you highlighted that he has a son and a wife. Think of your top five DC Marvel superhero leading males. None of them have uh, right. kids or it's a unique a, a characteristic spouse. Yeah. for a comic book character. Wolverine, does he have... Spider-Man He's took his wife. Spider-Man. Wolverine has a yeah. love interest, but he doesn't have a oh, wife. They always ebb and flow like yeah. that to try to create drama. But uh, Superman, you know, Batman. I think Batman has a son in the mm. storyline now, but his son just becomes like Robin or Batman, and it's uh, and then dies. Yeah. So, well, spoiler, spoiler alert, alert for Batman fans. Good grief. Well, wasn't did Superman <laughs> and Lois Lane ever get married? I, I'm sure it's happened multiple times. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with nobody's as, as much Superman. But you know what I mean? It's, I know you guys aren't fans. We're not. <laughs> so, um, so move on then. Uh, so okay. we've already hit something out of our element as far as comics. Right. Uh, making an actual family structure. An everyman. I mean, we said he was an action hero, but he was also an everyman. Well, he approaches... The problem, as an everyman would. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Well, he's also a police officer, so he's he's skilled in survival tactics and that kind of thing. Right. But he he really does approach the, the apocalypse, I guess, uh, in a way that most people would, where he's thinking about himself and his family first, and then everything everybody else comes second to them. Right. You know, he'll do absolutely anything to save them. 
So take us into the zombie apocalypse. Um, that might be one of the first things that somebody who is out of this element says. You should you you tell them you should read The Walking Dead. What's it about zombies? How do the zombies actually play into the story? And should we be thinking about The Walking Dead more than just zombies? Yeah, it's uh, well they 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 do kind of um go into this with the TV show as well, but. It's it's more about the characters and the way that they survive in that environment than it is about the zombies themselves. You know, the zombies are kind of the background. They're you know they're always there, and they show up sort of randomly, um, and and definitely spice up the action in the comic book. You know, so they're more of a setting. Yes. Element. So you could probably take um, the movie and the real life event alive where the plane crashed in the mountains and they were surrounded by snow and a harsh winter and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they ended up having to like eat each other and then hike their way out. And it was this big ordeal. I mean, you could have put that, you know, remove the snow, remove the mountains, but thrown in zombies and had the same effect. Right. So they're using the zombies as setting. And that's very important for storytellers, you know, that aspiring storytellers in our audience to learn from that. And I think that's what makes it more of a success than other zombie stories. Would Mm -hmm. you agree? Yeah. It's a. If they didn't have that dramatic quality that is character driven, not zombie driven. Right. Then. It would not be as successful, and people wouldn't latch on to it like they do. The comic was around for almost 10 years before it ever even got considered to be made into a show, and this huge cultural phenomenon that it now is. It's kind of like if in that same scenario, like I said, the plane crashed in the mountains, if they're like, we gotta kill the snow! All right, everybody get together, we gotta kill as much snow as we can, we gotta melt it, you know, and just try to... Even though the snow's overwhelming us, we're going to try to melt it ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what people that are trying to defeat the zombies are like. You're yeah. not going to defeat the zombies. They're just there. They are. And they're, uh, another interesting thing about their their story and their canon is that there really there is no cure really to be found. I mean, there are parts... In the story where someone claims to know a way right. to cure, you know, in the show they kind of delve into it for a little bit in the first season, but it didn't really go anywhere. And then in the comic, they, uh, there's also a character who claims to be leading some other characters to Washington, D.C., spoiler alert, to <laughs> cure, you know, and, I, you know, I'm just going to assume fans... Of your show are at least vaguely well, familiar, so... The only thing I'll warn about is if they're getting out of their element, they might not yeah. want to be spoiled. That's true. It is, I mean... And that's not going to ruin the comic for you anyway. Because now, it's not focused around the cure. It's not focused around stopping the zombie apocalypse. It's focused on surviving in yeah, the zombie apocalypse. It's focused on not freezing to death on top of the snowy mountains. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I want to transition the talk about the comic book a little here to i want to talk about two things before we move on to tv okay uh the length of the continuing story 
um, and how that's different some than something that you might see where it's like issue 1 through 30, reboot, issue 1 through 30, reboot, issue 1 through 30. And then also I'd like to talk about artwork, since Sam's not here as the artwork advocate. Uh, it's a black and white comic. And, yes, it is. And uh, what do you think is interesting about that? So go ahead and okay. take those two topics uh, as they come. Well, it is a... Um it is a story that is continuous. You know, it it, it doesn't it like you said the one through thirty and then start anew. You know, it doesn't it doesn't just completely start over. It doesn't reboot. It's like a know. soap opera. That's true. Right. Yes. It um. Which the longer you followed it, it just keeps getting richer and richer. Yeah. As opposed to. A brand name, which like Spider Man and you can Superman and stuff. Yeah, they're pretty much just a brand name, and it's like, oh, now we want to sell our brand to the new group of you know teens or there kids are, that are coming. I up. will say that there are specific storylines within this this broad canvas. Yeah, it you has know what arcs, I mean? right? Kind of oh, exactly the word I was looking for, or almost like seasons, like a TV season. Yep, and they'll they'll focus on. Uh, a certain group of people, or a or a place, or at, as they used in the television show, the governor. Right. You know, he's a completely different character in the comic than in the TV show. I was kind of hoping so, but yeah. we won't get into that too much. We won't. We don't have to. <laughs> yeah. The the point is basically that they they do take say twenty or thirty issues at a time to tell a story within this broad canvas right you know well it's kind of like reminds me of a series of novels like a mm-hmm. 10 book series of novels where you know that if i pick up a novel in the series i'm gonna get this setting and this plot scenario you know i might get some of the characters i'm familiar with i might not i might get new characters introduced uh hopefully i do you right. know kind of thing but you pick it up and you kind of know where you are but within the covers of that book you're going to get a contained story. Mm-hmm. Now, the next book in the series you pick up is going to be affected by what happened before, but not uh, dependent on you to enjoy cover to cover right. that story. That's what I feel like The Walking Dead's thirty issue arcs are kind of like. Right, and there, and you know, the reader does look for a small payoff after being in for about thirty. You know what I mean? There, right, and a story. Does get kind of draining if you go longer than that. Yeah, you know, I, in comic me, book world. Well, I've watched animes that are like that too. Yeah. It's like Dragon holy, Ball. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> All right, ten episodes of talking while they're about to punch each other. <laughs> you know they're going to some <laughs> sometimes. Ten episodes to charge the spirit bomb. <laughs> so, Tim, how do you think that this? I mean, contrast this with what you see on mainstream comics as far as Walking Dead starting with issue one and just keep going. I've Yeah, I've very rarely, I, I say very rarely, I don't think I've ever seen another comic or read another comic that does that, where well, it's just a continuous story. What are the pros and cons? The pros is... That you have a much richer ongoing story that you, the reader feels more invested in. The cons is you're not. It, it, it's harder to have a jumping on point for a new reader. I would think. Yeah, and that 
So, do you work for Marvel and DC? I do not. Because <laughs> that's their argument. I don't know. I think Is uh, that their argument? Yeah. Now, here's where I want to smash that into bits okay. and why and I just thought of it. Um and which is why it's good to get out of our element. But we live in an age where you don't have to go driving around the metropolitan area searching for back issues. Right. Mm-hmm. And you find, oh, I found issue 7 through 12 and 14 through 20, but I can't find 13. And it costs you me know? $300. Yes. <laughs> right. Instead, if you, you're jumping on, you're like, hey, I heard Walking Dead's pretty cool. I saw the TV show. Hey, I want to read the comics. You can either go to Barnes & Noble... And pick up almost every back issue in trade paperback form, or you can go online and in uh, in myriad ways pick up digitally all those back issues yeah. that you needed to catch no, up. That's absolutely true. So, and I I don't know why Marvel and DC haven't thought of that. Yeah, it, in that I, respect, they're really not in touch with how the ease of how you know. Yeah, if I was, you if, can just get it. Any way that you want to get it. Yeah. You know? They're like, number one, a number one issue is important for a person to jump on. Okay, how about number one? <laughs> the, yeah. the first number one. If I, if, if I worked for Marvel and DC, my argument for that would be that they have so many characters and properties within their brand that just having one ongoing wouldn't work. They'd have to do it for everything. Yeah, Otherwise, well, you would never be able to really do a crossover event or things like that. Things what, that they used to sell more comics. What would be great is if they sold... Say you're selling issue 57. Mm-hmm. And every issue after like 20 comes with a free download code for issues 1 through 5. So you buy issue 20. Comes with a free download code for issue 1 through 5. Mm-hmm. So you just basically bought 6 comics. But really what's going to happen is they're like, Whoa. How did we get here in issue 20? Well, let me find out. Free download code, get issues 1 through 5, and then they buy issues 6 through 19. Right. Because now they're Because 1 through 5 wasn't enough for them. Yeah, exactly. They got to invest in the story, and they want to know how the heck do we get to the spot we're at in issue 20. I actually have a question for you guys. Is there any comic in the DC or Marvel Universe that is as big a smash as Walking Dead has been? Right now... Or that is successful in, in sales-wise. I'm pretty sure from the buzz I heard, and I'm not you know deeply invested in this, mm-hmm. but that Walking Dead is consistently outselling many of the top Marvel. I mean, I would assume so, uh, and just titles. by yeah. just by reputation. Interesting. Yeah, they don't. I mean, there are the standbys of Marvel and DC. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you got your Supermans and your Spidermans right. and all kinds of crazy. But the thing but about it, Walking Dead is it consistently hits high numbers. Yeah. Where when you see a Marvel or DC hit high number, it's usually driven by either a huge injection of marketing dollars or some kind of gimmick. And oh, the consistency. Oh, sorry, Stephanie. No, go ahead. Consistency is the main thing in that. When you're talking about Walking Dead compared to the other comics, because they stay they stay with their storytelling method, they stay with their art method. All right. They don't mess around with what works. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they stick with what they know, and it continues to deliver. And they you know? just keep they're focused on telling stories. They're not focused on 
Flame, 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 flame. Yeah, right. You know, it's, let's just put some razzle-dazzle on this. There's that, but the other thing is that we don't know what the future could hold for Walking Dead. Well, the thing we're, we're missing with the Marvel and DC is that some of these characters are pushing 50 years old. So mm-hmm. who's going to go back and read 50 years? Yeah, it's almost books? like The Simpsons. They've done everything. Right. Right. Or, I mean, you would you would think that they have after 50 years of comic books coming out once a month. So when you yeah. have when you have a character that's fifty years old, maybe every ten years you do need to kind of do a somewhat reboot. Yeah, but they don't do it every ten years; they do it like every two years. And they or change less. artists, yeah. and they change you know authors, and they it's it's complete revamps all the time. I think we could do a whole another episode that's just true. on yeah. this. So let's real quick on the comic side. Oh, do yeah, the we were going to get into the art, right? Art, yeah. The art is black and white, and of course. They do plenty of shades of the you know within that uh, spectrum and so grayscale basically grayscale yeah yeah I'm not castle on- grayscale <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they by doing that they don't have so much focus on the gore. You know. Yeah, which I think is nice. You know, I read the first trade paperback, mm-hmm. and that's all I've read. Yeah. But what I noticed on that was uh, when the gore is just kind of black ink, you focus on people's faces more. Yeah. And especially when the artist does a good job of drawing, like, a horrified reaction. Right. Yeah. When you see the blood, since it's just black ink your eye is drawn more to the horrified reaction. I think that makes it a lot more scary and a lot more tense. Yeah, the emotion of the drawing comes out yeah. when you aren't so focused on the colors of the drawing. You know, exactly. Of the art. Uh, they have really good splash pages. You know? They right. have, you know, That's one thing that I've noticed while reading is whenever they get to a major event... And I won't spoil any major events here, but when they get to one, they dedicate a whole page to it, or sometimes two, and it looks great, even in grayscale. We've talked about splash pages in the past of controlling pacing, so Mm -hmm. go back Mm -hmm. and listen to some of those episodes. Um, But yeah, I could only imagine to what great effect they could use it, but it's good to hear Chris as a fan, not necessarily as a creator recognize the important role that splash pages and they do they they mix it up you know what i mean it's it's never like a a nine square page and then a nine square page and then a nine square well like it's always changing it keep they keep it interesting you know you got to hit those beats you as a drummer i'm sure uh, (laughs) you know that you can't just keep doing the same (laughs) see a natural you can't just hit those same beats over and over again uh, you yeah. got to mix it up. You definitely have to do that, and they, I, you know, I, I certainly would not claim to know every comic book out there in every style and all of that. I right. have my favorites. I have, I like Watchmen. I like Walking Dead, but uh, they, it keeps my interest all the time, and I, and I've never tired of reading it. So. So, you know, I'm really delighted that we actually went way over on time talking about the comics since this is a comics podcast, but we'd probably be doing uh, the synergy of the pop culture phenomenon a disservice 
if we didn't talk about how the phenom of the TV show is probably boosting those sales also. So absolutely, t- tell us from a fan's perspective because. I know you're a fan because you post on Facebook all the time about The Walking Dead on Sundays. So <laughs> well, go ahead and tell us what, how did they go right transitioning from the comic to the TV show? Well, first off, I'll say that the TV show is why I was turned on to the comic. Book. Okay, so it, it went that first, then comics. Because a lot of times you got the people who are like, <laughs> the book was better. Right. I've been reading you know? Walking Dead for ten years. <laughs> I'm certainly not snooty about it. Right. Uh, the yeah, the television show definitely did turn me on to the comics. It was I didn't even pick them up until after uh, season two or three. I don't really remember which. Right. But um, the TV show is is fantastic. They. They definitely don't stick exactly to the comic book. It is two different mediums and two different worlds. Yeah, you know, I think it was Robert Kirkman who actually said, and Robert Kirkman being the writer of the comic, mm-hmm. who said he wanted the fans um, who watch the TV show who have read the comic to have the same sense of tension yeah. As when they read the comic. So if he did exactly followed it true to the source material, they'd know what was happening. Right. It would be like Star Wars episode one through three. Yeah. It would be terrible. We know what's going to happen. And also yeah. in the internet age, uh, the fans of the comic would would go and post exactly what's going to happen in the next episode, totally ruining it for like everyone who's going to watch. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting... Do they do that with Game of Thrones? Oh, absolutely. They, oh, ruin, yeah. they ruin all Dude, of I them. knew the Purple Wedding was coming for forever because yeah. I read the book. But that's the... Uh, I didn't post on the internet, though. I'm no troll. It's one, it's one <laughs> of the interesting things. You don't hear many people who read Walking Dead and watch Walking Dead complain about the divergence between the two. But if you make anything different in any other comic book movie versus comic book book... Nerd rage. Nerd rage. Out the wazoo. The internet is known for its nerd rage. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, Uh, wonder why that is. I mean, that's interesting to think about. They rule the internet. No, I mean, mean, why The Walking Dead escaped it. Uh, I think they were smart enough to realize that for dramatic. It's important to have quality. Dramatic. And, well, here we go. Out of our element, all right? I'm not even a Walking Dead guy, and I heard Robert Kirkman say what I just quoted him to say. So if I'm not even involved that much in the comic or the show, the fans must have heard him say that. Right. You know, and been like, oh, that's a good idea. It you makes know, so- sense that you would try to approach it a different way in a different medium. Right. It's, it's like uh, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, so I've read all the books and I watch the show. And in the past two episodes of this season, they've kind of diverged off the books a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing things I haven't seen before. Right. And it actually makes me excited because all the oh my god moments in Game of Thrones up until now, I've know have been coming for the past four years. Well, I've right. just been waiting to see it. That's the same thing with uh, the Hobbit movies. It's like the Hobbit's one book. How the heck are you making three movies out of it? And he's like, well, there's all this back matter. That now we're going to throw in, we're going to flesh out, we're going to put the movie magic spin and, you know, our creative license on it. However, that example is filled with nerd rage. <laughs> uh, you know, 
let's not even go there. But <laughs> there's only so much nerd rage that can go in one time. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. I think we might be reaching the breaking point. Um, so since we are, Chris, final thoughts. Tell us, initiate us on the TV the, show or on, the, on in general, everything. Okay. Uh, I will say Walking Dead has heightened my interest overall in comic books. Uh, it has led me to explore in the genre a lot more. Hafu plug goes here. <laughs> <laughs> On sale for $9.99. Showmecomics.com. <laughs> By now. Just full color. I thoroughly enjoy it every... Every uh, well, right now they're doing every two weeks instead of once a month. What on Walking Dead? On Walking Dead. Oh wow! wow. Uh, it's called double shipping for you industry folks. <laughs> that's, for you nerds, that's almost yeah. jogging dead. <laughs> that's power right? walking dead. I call it the thrashing uh, dead since we have the Thor hammer yes, right here. <laughs> they, which is our episode title, by the way. <laughs> they, uh, they are. Currently in my favorite arc that they've ever done, they're centered around their my favorite villain that they've ever. Now done. that's the crazy part because you, as a fan, have no sense of nostalgia yet, and mm. it's been going on for a long time. So they, like a fine wine, seem to just be getting better, which is crazy. Yeah. To me. That part's crazy. So. And it has it has some it really does have something for everybody. It has drama. It has zombies if you're really into just the zombie thing. Yeah. Uh it has great art. It has you know, like I said, drama, so it has great story. Uh if you are a fan of I'd say action movies, this villain is straight up your alley. Nice. He is a <laughs> badass in every sense of the word. And he uh, he does like to curse a lot. There's, I mean, and I'm not just saying like an f word here and there. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. For, for he com- is not invited to the Show Me Comics <laughs> cast. Because, Stay away, Negan. Yeah, get out of here with your barbed wire bat and whatnot. <laughs> Spoiler alert. leather jacket. Spoil. People were wondering what kind of jacket this guy is wearing. He just well, ruined it. It's in your mind not in the yeah. story. Everybody was like, I'm pretty sure it's mink. <laughs> oh. Leather! Oh! So, we need a villain with an Adidas jacket and Air Jordans. <laughs> a run DMC villain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess I will just say that both the TV show and the comic book I look forward to coming out as much as possible. And I believe, like you said, that they are only getting better. Um, sometimes a TV show, you just have to kind of hang in there till they get to the stuff that you really like. But, right. uh, you know, the, everybody has a... Um, everybody has to complain about stuff once in a while, you know, and that's what... That is what you see on the internet about Walking Dead all the time. It's like, oh, they didn't have enough of this, or they stayed on the farm too long, or... Yeah, whatever it may be. Or you know. I'm out of Cheetos. They're, my, they're expecting 24 There's with no zombies. Cheetos in the zombie apocalypse. No, I personally am out of Cheetos, <laughs> and Robert Kirkman didn't buy me any. Man, well, that's your problem. <laughs> so, 
That's a good segue. The internet. What a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not those and of you a solution. Not those no. of you listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, here's what Subscribe I want to talk iTunes. about. <laughs> and here's how I'm going to wrap it all up. Jerry Springer final thought style is uh, I think what's happening with The Walking Dead in comics right now is hugely worth studying, which is why we wanted to get out of our element. Because it's almost like it can't be fathomed. And I reference the internet there because, I mean, we grew up as kids when the internet was kind of first really growing steam. And people, I remember hearing people, you know, say like, oh, that's still on the fringes, you know. And and then it's a fad. Yeah. And then, boom, overnight, it's indispensable. It's another utility bill. You can't get you away know, from I it have, at this point. Uh, I have my gas, I have my water, mm-hmm. I have my electricity, and my internet. Well, yes. I was just thinking about this yesterday, is that any question that you ever had before the internet, you kind of just ask between your friends, like, well, what what movie was that guy in? Man, I can't remember. It's like, oh, well, I guess we'll just, you know, whatever. <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica doesn't yeah. have it. So. <laughs> you hope that he's in there. You yeah. Yeah. But that now the answer to every question is look it up on the computer that is in yeah. your pocket right now. Stop asking me because I don't information know. of the world is in something the size of a credit card in your pocket. But and that's what's really going to screw us when the zombie apocalypse. So happens. that we don't <laughs> just bring it all back around. So that we don't just knob slob the internet. Um, what I'm trying to say is, as it was happening, nobody realized the impact that was going on. I almost feel like, you know, you heard about it all the time, dot-com this and dot-com that, and there was the bubble and the crash and the this and the that, and a cat in the hat with a baseball bat. So with Walking Dead, it's almost like that same, wow, how is the comic and the TV show popular at the same time? It should be the comic died off, and then 10 years ago, a TV producer got a wise idea to go along and do it. But no, it just is working and it's firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's going on. And it's image. It's not Marvel. It's not DC. So for those reasons, so that you're not one of those old gramps saying the Internet's never going to stick around. As a person in the comics industry, you should be looking at The Walking Dead Phenom. That's what I get out of this. Absolutely. I mean, if there isn't a more shining example of success in the comic book world, you know, and well, Hafu, I mean, it's just <laughs> hey, er, it's just early. That's just wait, <laughs> we're still in, hey, waiting to have. We're still in penny series starts. Yeah. All right. Well, Tim. On that note, on that Nate. On that, on that Nate. <laughs> on that night. <laughs> we're an Australian podcast now. Oh, great! Now we have cell phone ringing in our podcast. Oh, it's work. Oh, oh. Jesus. Well, on that note, and on You're behalf fired. of Jordan's work, <laughs> Tim and Chris and I thank you for listening and wish you the best in your creative endeavors. And if you're a fan of the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and a review. Follow us on Twitter, at Show Me Comics, and on Facebook, Hafu Graphic Novel. Chris, your plugs. Uh, follow me at Naserbeam, N-A-E-S-E-R-B-A-M. Didn't really say that right. Uh, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Naserbeam. N A E S E R B E A M. There we go. Hey, it sounds 
And you can find my band Thorhammer at facebook.com slash Thorhammer STL. Brains. This pod has been cast. <laughs>